0: Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Canada.
1: And I'm Margo Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com.
0: Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along their own guest, a plus one. We never know who their plus one's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, tonight we're at the Tap Room. The Nola Brewing's Tap Room is Nola Brewing's on-site watering hole located in the Irish Channel on Chapatulis near Louisiana Avenue. The Tap Room serves Nola's regular lineup of craft beers as well as eight specialty brews you can't get anywhere else. Open weeknights from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. and weekends from 11 a.m. to 11:30 p.m. Well, a special guest on Midnight Menu Plus One tonight is Luis Orocha, executive director of Cafe Hope, and I cannot wait to talk to him and his mystery guest. But before Luis arrives, uh, Margot, how is your eating this week? Anything uh, noteworthy to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, well, I'm still eating uh, leftovers from the holidays, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, I haven't gone out much. Have you? You have anything exciting? Yeah, we had
0: we also had a ton of, we had a bunch of people over, and we we, we, uh, we we had a ton of food left over, but we did go out a few times. We went to um, Willie Mays, you know, has their second site. I mean, that's kind of an epic-making uh, event, right? Uh, Willie Mays has been a bar since, what, the 30s, I guess, and... Been a restaurant there since 1957 and now they have a second site uh no longer just in the treme now also in uptown on saint charles and it's every bit as great as the last time i went i just enjoyed it so much it it, it felt like it had the same sort of uh, uh vibe to it but just sort of more appropriate you know in uptown so a little, little different but basic same vibe butter beans were the best i ever had in my life chicken was fantastic you can't tell where the where the uh, batter ends and the skin begins, kind of fused together in that magical way that they do it. I understand how, and uh, just the right amount of spices—not too salty, not oily—just fantastic. Mm. I said such a great. Oh, I can't. I can't say enough about it. I'm so excited. There, you're we so close to my home now. I can go much more often.
1: Well, that's exciting. Well, let me just ask you one question: Did uh, you had leftovers? Yes. You did? A little bit, yeah. A little bit? All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't
0: eat it all in one sitting. Well, I mean, the thing was, we had a bunch of people over, and... um Oh, yeah. I know why you're asking. Because of my mother-in-law. We had to talk with her. She's never going to hear the show. She doesn't know how to use a computer. Okay. Um,
1: she, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I was I wonder what that big grin seat. was. I thought you meant like
0: I eat it all in one sitting. Okay. No. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law has a habit of mixing all the leftovers together and she's done it two Thanksgivings in a row. So we had to talk with her and she denied ever doing it. She said she just added a little butter to something or whatever. But we... Uh, So, so we got her, she, she agreed completely. She wasn't going to do it. And right after dinner, she goes, I mean, like 10 minutes after we have the conversation, she goes, okay, let me, let me, let me put these two together. I'm like, what? You just said you were, it's like, no, no, no. I mean, you know, I don't, what, you like it dry? And I'm like, no, I don't like it dry. I just don't want you to mix two things that don't belong together. (laughs) So anyway, but she was fine. She behaved herself. It was great. We had a wonderful time. So good seeing her and, and uh, the meal was fantastic too. And uh, yeah, my dread was worse than the reality on that one. Um, Okay. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get to our guests now. I'm so excited to have with us, uh, Louis Orocha, executive director of Cafe Hope on 1101, uh, Barataria, I don't even know how to say Baritaria, that, but Bull- I have no Boulevard. idea what that is. Never Baritaria. been out to Morero before. Barataria. Where is like- Morero?
2: <laughs> oh my God.
0: I'm, I can't do this show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's That's West really Bank, man. That's from over from on the Bay. West Bank. Bank. Okay. And he walks everywhere. So, um. We have a hard time getting them outside of his neighborhood.
0: I know the West Bank. It's south of us here. It's not west of us, south of us.
2: Yeah, it's south of us. That makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we have to, We'll have to get you over to Cafe Hope. Would, yeah, show I mean, you I've the heard west so many Bank.
0: great things about it. Tell us, tell us about Cafe Hope.
2: Uh, well, Cafe Hope is a, a program that works with at-risk youth ages 17 to 23. And it's a 16-week program, and essentially what we're trying to do is put them on a path to self-sufficiency. So we, uh, we bring them in the first four weeks. They don't go into the kitchen. They don't go into the dining room. They spend four weeks in life skills. Uh, you know, we like to say that that's kind of the holistic approach to them. You, can't, you can not you give them restaurant skills, you can give them knife skills, and you put them in a workplace. If they can't get along with people and they don't know how to communicate, they're not going to keep a job anyway. Now, so, who are these kids? 17 to 23, at-risk youth. Uh, they come to the program free. They're referred in by church organizations. You know, I mean, we, we do work with some probation offices. They take them in and give them a second chance, and it's just about giving these young people a chance to get on that path to self-sufficiency to take care of themselves. So, again, first four weeks in life skills um you know we'll do some financial literacy we do some spirituality uh we'll start the culinary program so they'll start learning some the knife skills and learning something about food uh we do some horticulture we're a seed to table restaurant we have a acre and a half garden right next door outside Uh and so they get to go in the garden and learn where food comes from and what healthy food is all about and then once they finish the four weeks they go six weeks in the kitchen we got uh three chefs on staff uh, so they'll learn everything from presentation skills. They'll learn how to read a recipe, how to put a recipe together. And then uh, they'll finish their six weeks in the kitchen. They go onto the floor for six weeks. They learn the POS system. They learn to set a table. They learn to serve. And I know a lot of people, uh, when we talk about the program, the sexy part is being in the kitchen. All the kids want to be in the kitchen. But honestly, what we see is uh, a lot of growth, a lot of personal growth when they're on the floor at a restaurant because that's where they learn to communicate with people. They have to look people in the eyes, and they have to learn how to speak to them. And, and be polite um and and they also learn that there's a community out there that wants to support them not, not everybody's against them there are people out there that want to support them and want to help them get on that path to self-sufficiency so
0: those things are really important all That's right. wonderful. So you mentioned spirituality and is this a, a church based uh, uh, no, organization a sp- or Christian based organization? It's a what spiritual is Spiritual based. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, what does that mean?
2: I, well, our first four year our first three years, we're four years old now. Our first three years, we were an affiliate ministry of Catholic charities. Oh, yeah. uh, and last July we broke away and we started our own 501 C three, but we don't want to get away from that. I mean, we want to, we want to be spiritual. We want to try to teach these young people that there's a higher being that you can pray to and ask for help. And, uh, find some peace it, it you know you don't necessarily have to believe in god i guess if you don't want to but um that there's places you can go in your own mind and, and find some peace and not be so tormented and torn apart by what goes on in your daily life mm.
1: so can you uh share with us just someone that comes into mind that someone that you've mm. uh worked with that um one, one of the students the program? yeah
2: yeah um i guess uh right now one of my favorites is uh his name is byron and uh Byron it was one of the kids that uh, his grandmother actually dragged him into the restaurant, and uh, Byron's got the locks, you know, the dreads, and so his grandmother literally drug him through the door by his locks, drug him <laughs> into the door, because he didn't want to do the program, and uh, he completed the program, and uh, we got him a job, and the restaurant closed down pretty quick, it was a little mom and pop shop on the West Bank, and then uh, one of our board members uh, got him an, an opportunity to interview on the Natchez, and so uh, Byron took the job on the Natchez, and he is knocking on four years of employment on the Natchez. Wow. And uh, last during the summer, my wife and I, we were uh, on on a little mini vacation. You don't get, the vacations are not too great when you're <laughs> doing this. You know you can't be away too long. But uh, we were on vacation, she said, promise me you're not gonna do any Cafe Hope business. And I said, all right, I promise. No Cafe Hope business for three days. And uh, My cell phone went off, and Byron's uh, name popped up. And I just looked at my wife, and I said, he never calls something's wrong i got to talk to him so i immediately called him back and i said hey is everything all right and he said mr lou i'm just calling to say thank you and i said well what are you thanking me for man are you okay he says i'm fine but I, again i just want to say thank you and i said well what are you saying thank you for he said i just got promoted to kitchen manager on oh, the natchez wow. cool. so uh, we're really proud of byron right now and that's uh that's huge for him i think you know he's been through two or three head chefs on the boat and uh and they've been really good to him and and, and Gordon Stevens, the owner of the Natchez, has been incredible to Cafe Hope as well. But uh, I'm really, we're really proud of Byron and the things that he's accomplished. But you know, we have four or five kids inside the Best Restaurant Group. Uh, some small restaurants on the West Bank. We got a young man that uh, one of the local grocers took him in and. Teaching them how to be a butcher. Well, they don't call them butchers, right? It's meat cutter. (laughs) It's an insult now to be a butcher. Really? A meat meat cutter. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, but he's, he's, again, another kid that's been there for four years, and he just didn't get a job. He's got a career now. You know, it doesn't Uh, matter where he goes. He's got that ability to cut meat, and he can go anywhere and work. So that's what it's all about. Huh. So how many kids are in the
0: program at a given time?
2: Well, it's three classes at any given time. The seeds part of the program, we usually take in about 12 to 15 kids. Uh, our kitchen is really small so after that we have to cut down to six or eight so at any time we'll have 15 in the in the first four weeks and then it goes down to six for the next uh 12 weeks so 12 it'll be six six and 15.
0: So some p- kids want to stay in but or, or let go because you do know, have room well, for Well, it's
2: competitive. I think most of them want to stay. It's just uh, we, we pick the kids who have the best attitudes. If you're showing up on time, we, we want to reward the kids who are taking the life skills seriously. They're learning it and they're putting it into practice immediately. Those are the kids that go through into the in- internship.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, that probably um, – that's a natural part of life is um, if you work hard, you'll, you'll make it to the next level. So I, I can understand that that would be a – something no
2: it's it's laying the foundation i don't think there's any kitchen in the city that's not that way you know you Mm -hmm. work hard you get an opportunity to go from the dish room to a prep cook and if you do great at prep cooking you show up every day and you bust your butt you get a chance to maybe be a line cook one day and then who knows where it goes but yeah i mean it's it's a a system of rewards and it's got to be that way we're trying to get them ready for real life and for the real world and so you have to make that as real as possible so the guys with the best attitudes the guys who show up on time the guys Mm -hmm. who volunteer to do extra work That's the ones who get into the internship. So they're getting paid? No, no pay. Uh, The only thing they get paid is we're, we're open on a Friday night. So uh, we're open on Friday nights from 6 to 9. So if they work a Friday night, if they work Friday nights, we pay them a salary. And then we do a lot of catering. Because so they want to be
0: there Friday nights because they want to be out? Yeah, they want to be out with <laughs> their
2: friends running the streets, you know. <laughs> That's not what the real world's about. Um, and then we do a lot of catering. And so if they work a catering event, they get paid for the, paid for the catering events too. Oh, okay. So we give them a chance to make Are money. Are there women too, or is it just guys? Oh, yeah, no, it's, I yeah. say guys. It's, yeah. you know, it's a New Orleans thing, I guess. I say <laughs> I guys, but it's I guys and I gals. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Okay. And the restaurant, I'm sorry if you already said this, but is when's the restaurant open?
2: We're open for lunch uh, Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2, and then we do a Friday night dinner from 6 to 9. And we try to keep Saturday and Sundays open for catering because we you know, rent the restaurant out for catering events. We do on-site and off-site catering, but a lot of it's been on-site.
0: So what's the food like? What style is it?
2: i think it's southern style you know um again we out of necessity to try to stretch the dollar and be good stewards of the money that people donate to us and uh, we started a garden just to save money to be honest with you it's like how can we save money oh we got this land let's start a garden but it's turned out to be a a teaching tool so it's fresh you know we're taking uh taking a lot of good food out of the garden Mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of kale and swiss chard growing right now a lot of broccoli and Oh my God! We got a so you wouldn't us.
0: be you wouldn't be sustainable as a restaurant if you weren't if uh, if you weren't getting donations and also getting the, no, the unpaid interns right. No, I mean,
2: absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. it's the only way that it's. Th- You know, it's a nonprofit, but you're still responsible for paying the bills. You're still responsible for keeping the program open. Uh, Gordon Wadge, who was the president of Catholic Charities, used to always say to me, hey, you know, no money, no mission. And (laughs) so it's the truth, you know. Uh, So we're fortunate in that we can be self-sustainable. A lot of nonprofits don't have the opportunity that we have to make money to keep ourselves open. So that's really important. That's why we chose the restaurant business and the hospitality industry. So that's really important
0: for us. So what's your – go ahead.
1: I was just going to ask you, um, what is – Tell us a little bit about your background and how you uh, got interested in this uh, yeah, avenue. Yeah,
2: well, my, my story's uh, a little odd. Um, I was uh, actually the first chairman of the board at Cafe Hope and uh, resigned as chairman of the board to become the executive director. Um, we made a change at the executive director level and uh, we didn't have anybody in mind. And I was working for a family business, so I went and talked to my, to my dad talk to pops, you know. It a restaurant and, uh, business? No, no, no. My, we were in financial, financial services ah. in a family business. And uh, I said, you know, we, we need somebody over there. And he, I said, I need two weeks. And uh, so I went for two weeks with his blessing. Two weeks turned into two months. And people started saying, hey, I see a change in you. You seem uh, really happy. What's going on? You know, I, what's the difference? And uh, I guess I started seeing myself and kind of committed to uh, being with the kids. I enjoyed being around them. I enjoyed what we were doing. And you know, four years later, here we are. But uh, yeah. to answer your, your first question, I got into it because our founder is an attorney on the West Bank. His name is Tim Falcon. And Tim was the uh, one of the co-founders of Cafe Reconcile. So uh, Tim okay. and Craig Kutche and Father Harry Thompson started Reconcile. And before it was Reconcile, it was Kids Cafe. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was Kids Cafe. So mm-hmm. what they did in the beginning was they'd go into the projects and they'd bring kids in and then they would feed them uh, what would be a sit-down meal a really nice sit-down meal so um Tim called one night and they were looking for volunteers family group volunteers to be with the kids that they brought in and we said sure we'll volunteer be a good thing for uh for our kids to see and what happened that night kind of changed my wife and I forever so we we went in my oldest son went into the kitchen to help cook my wife and I and my two youngest we sat at the table and we hosted three brothers ages uh eight six and four and uh I'll never forget that night they served meatballs and spaghetti. Uh-huh. And uh, and so, you know, our job was just to talk to them, make sure everything was going good for them, teach them how to pray. You know, we, we did a little praying. We did some grace. And the meatballs and spaghetti came out, and uh, our family started eating. And it, we looked around the table at these three young brothers, and they started eating with their hands. Uh-huh. And I guess our faces just kind of dropped, and Tim immediately ran over and said, Hey, I should have prepared you for this, what you were going to see. And we on the ride home, we just thought, you know, in the United States, in the city of New Orleans, to think that there were brothers or families or just people who haven't had the opportunity to eat with a knife and fork. My God. Yeah. You know. Uh, when my was parents, that? My parents, obviously, that's about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, my parents obviously did a good job of sheltering me because I had no idea that there were still people who didn't eat with knives and forks. And so um, that night, that changed us both, and we stayed committed to kids cafe and did some work with cafe reconcile and then tim called and said hey you interested in being on the board of cafe hope it's a program i'm starting on the west bank it took all of 10 seconds to say yes and so uh that's how i got involved with cafe hope
1: that's a wonderful story yeah. Yeah. thank you for sharing that welcome
0: well, looks like your plus one is here why don't plus, you tell plus, us who this is and why plus, you brought him
2: plus one is here and um well the, the quick story um we uh we needed to have uh, some, we had a fundraiser coming up. We got a fundraiser coming up uh, in December, and we were looking for some restaurants to help out to donate some food. We're going to be on a Natchez on December 12th. And uh, a, a friend of ours called and said, hey, there's this new restaurant opening up in the city. It's called Trenas, and uh, Chef Richard's got a place down in Santa Rosa Beach called Stinky's Fish Camp. And my wife and I had actually been there to eat, so I was like, wow, that's awesome. So we got uh, an opportunity to get him on the phone, and we talked for 20 minutes, never met in person, 20 minutes on the phone. He jumped in and said, I'm all in. I'm committed. What can I do? I want to help Cafe Hope. We want to be at the event in December. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to bring somebody from his staff staff over to – Talk about Trenas a little bit and give them some props for just coming to the city, but already jumping in and becoming a fabric. I mean, that's what we're known for in New Orleans, right? Just jumping in and helping people out. And it didn't take Chef long to do that. So uh, we're really happy to be one of their first contacts, I hope, and first friends. And we think this is going to be a relationship that, that will grow over time. And uh, we hope it's mutually beneficial. So this is Mr. Stan Meadows. He's the director of operations for Trenas, and he's been with Chef down at uh, Stinky's for a while. I think they've been partners in crime for a long, long time, huh, Stan?
4: About, about eight years. It's really good to be a part of your organization here, and we, and we feel like we're a part of it. We're committed to it. So we're, we're glad to be in town.
1: Well, welcome. So how long have y'all uh, been in the works for a local restaurant?
4: We've been in New Orleans. We opened our restaurant eight days ago. Oh. We've been working on it for a while. We're very familiar with New Orleans. Uh, Chef Richard worked at Commander's Palace for many years and uh, comes from Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, so we're well-rooted in this area, we feel like. So, so tell us where the restaurant is. The restaurant's in the, uh, the storefront of the Intercontinental Hotel on St. Charles Avenue. All right. Okay, it's open now? Yeah, it is open we're open for lunch we open at 10 30 in the morning stay open all day until we get to dinner and we start serving dinner at five what that used to be that space it was nothing the intercontinental hotel just went through a 36 million dollar renovation huh uh, so they built Ternassian as part of it
0: and um so there hadn't been a restaurant at the intercontinental before that
4: uh, no, not at all uh, actually the the intercontinental people ate at stinky's fish camp in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, and they decided to to ask us to come over and give us this opportunity all right
1: so they kind of s- sought you all out and uh did I, you... I probably
4: shouldn't be saying that right now, but i'll all say right. it
1: all right well uh did uh what were you doing in Florida at uh were you uh uh in operations in at in Florida as well. Right. I
4: I've, I've been with Stinky's Fish Camp since day 1 and we we opened up Stinky's and had a lot of successes with the food and diligently just built a business and was offered this opportunity so we took it.
1: Okay. You you're not sad to leave the beach for the uh
4: No, the I do miss my dog, LW. He's probably the best <laughs> dog in the world, but besides that, I'm cool
0: here. Okay. Wait. So now I, I was a little unclear. I'm sorry. So Chef Richard um, was the chef at Stinky's. He uh, he, owns he is Stinkies. still. Oh, he's he owns it. Okay. Chef okay. Chef owner of Stinky's. So he's yes. not. He, so he's not here at at Trinoche, but he's. Uh, he he is here at Trinash. He came
4: over to open. He's just gone back to the beach for today.
0: Oh, okay. But he's going to be he's going to be the chef on site here. Or? Uh, yes. Oh. You know, him and his team. He's got a collaborating chefs.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, collaborating people. About three chefs working with him on it.
1: All right. and uh what kind of fare is it going to be what
4: you know we we serve fresh local gulf seafood and and we serve the wetlands food of uh, the the rabbit some alligator tamales duck Ooh. and we can't forget about the ribeye steak
0: all right now is that similar to what was uh served at stinky's or pretty similar menu or no well, uh, you know, of, of course the food quality is going to be the same because of
4: Chef Richard and his team. Uh, they've designed a whole new menu uh, for Trenas.
0: Okay.
2: See, I, I think that's uh, one of the things that we have in common too is that the same thing for us. Our seafood comes from the Gulf. If it's not from the Gulf of Mexico, we don't serve it. And we're certainly not as fancy as Trenas because we're teaching, but uh, we believe in the in the same things. I think that's why the synergy hits so, so fast. I mean, if – You know, if we're not growing it in our garden, we're at the local food markets buying. He's out at, you know, chef's out at the the markets on Saturdays buying vegetables for the week. And uh, I think, you know, Chef Richard believes in the same things. He wants to put the money back into the economy in New Orleans. I think mm. that's really important. So support our, support our local farmers and fisheries. I think that's what it's all about.
0: So what, what does your partnership look like for this event? And tell us about this event. It's coming up, what, Friday, December 12th? is Friday, that, December
2: right? 12th. Uh, again, Gordon Stevens of the Natchez was, has been really, really good to us. So he donated the boat to us. So we have uh, Trinas and uh, Luke is going to be on, on the boat. Oh, wow. And we have uh, Marcello's on the boat, seventeen eighteen catering from the uh, – hyatt regency will be doing a uh, little food for us and we have three dessert uh, guys coming in we got riley's pies coming in to do some mini cupcakes we got debbie does dough bash and the district's coming in to do some donuts we're going to do a donut oh wow they're right great some, yeah. yeah absolutely some We've really great show. guys they're over there as well yeah. yeah absolutely
0: terrific so it's so it's a fundraiser for cafe hope is that what it is
2: fundraiser for cafe hope 100 percent of it wow. comes back to cafe hope um i think we're gonna so far the, the numbers look pretty good it's uh relatively inexpensive for what it is it's uh a hundred bucks a person but you got five great restaurants are going to be there and then uh we have uh an open bar obviously it wouldn't be new orleans without an open bar <laughs> <laughs> so uh open bar and and then we have some music we have don't invite L- margo
0: she'll uh, she'll she'll bankrupt you <laughs> we'll, on the we'll open invite bar. margo
2: margo's welcome <laughs> uh we got luther kent and the dukes of dixieland are going to perform oh, no, that night great. as well so all right uh, Sounds really? like a great time. I think it's going to be spectacular. This I, is our, what's the
0: web address people can go to to purchase the tickets?
2: www.cafehope.org. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we, we hope people come out and support it. Again, just like the restaurant, just like this event, every dollar that you put into it, every dollar that you spend at Cafe Hope comes right back into our community, goes into the kids. Nobody's trying to make any money off of it. We're just looking to keep the doors
0: open and keep these kids going. So if uh, our listeners hear this, because our our shows remain on uh, permanently, if the listeners that listen to this after December 12th, if uh, they're unable to go to the event, um we'll how, still take their they, money you can still take their yeah, money is sure. that all right yeah we <laughs> 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 same same places there are giving button. Uh, the guest yeah. there where they can okay. yeah
2: there's a give button where you can do it but we'd love to have them come out uh to the restaurant we're always looking for guest speakers and we like to say it's not always restaurant people that make good guest speakers it's anybody that's now you have people
0: speak at the meal
2: well not so much at the meal but just come in and speak in the classes you know during oh, life classes. skills and okay. everything we okay. like to have guest speakers come in And it's just about them hearing success stories. It's about them hearing stories of people who started out where they're at and just through diligence and fight and heart that they've made it. And that's the stories they need to hear. And it doesn't have to be the restaurant business. It's great when it is, but it doesn't have to be. We just want them to know that they can make it. And if they see other people that have made it, makes it a little bit easier. So for you them. have people from all
0: different walks of life. You have business people and professionals and probably clergy and so forth come and speak at the, to the yep. group. Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm assuming they're not radio all hosts as well. Radio yeah. hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm radio host and clergy. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> I'd love to have you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's interesting. Um, all right. So that's well, good for our listeners to know, too, if they want to be able to find a way to help. They can help financially. You can help by dining at your place. They can also help by uh, contacting you about coming in uh, and speaking to your course.
2: Come pull some weeds in the garden. We'll take Pull it some off. weeds in the garden. All right. <laughs> absolutely.
1: We, y'all, uh, what about children? Like, will you let uh, people yeah. come volunteer with no, their absolutely. kids to help weed? And
2: yeah. Our garden is a community garden. And so what we do is um, we give them the land and they use our water. And we get the first 25% of what they grow, and then we have an option to buy whatever's left. And if we don't buy it, then they're free to take it and use it in their home, or they can bring it to market and sell it themselves. So it's a true community garden,
0: yeah. Trying to so maybe we'll
2: get some we'll get some some of our vegetables over in Tranas. Yeah. I hope.
0: So do you have a surplus of vegetables, more than you can use in your kitchen? Is I think that we will in? for the first
2: season. This season, yeah. I think we're going to have some extra stuff. How big of have. a garden is this? It's acre and a half.
0: Oh, you said that before, acre and a half. Okay, yeah. so I mean that's hard to visualize. What does that look like for city folks like me? That's a lot of lots, right? It's
2: it's it's well, I mean for a city guy like me too, it's yeah. huge. I mean the the farmers out there would say, oh, that's nothing, but for us, it's huge. It's a it's a huge undertaking. It's tough. To take care of it's commitment you know to take care of those things I mean
0: how big is the an acre and a half I'm thinking like a hundred by uh, like oh, I think it's bigger than that huh yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I have no idea
2: it seems like the trying when you're trying to, ye- <laughs> when you're trying to it. <laughs> when you're trying to weave that one thing it, it, it looks like the state of Louisiana out there ah. I cool. so
1: Stan I, I, I want to know a little bit about your background
4: I grew and sold homegrown tomatoes on the side of the road and before that I was a massage therapist what yeah. I said was if you're going to open a place called Stinkies, I have to work there. <laughs> and Plus, also, you need to buy my produce, yeah. and Smart so I want to work man. there to make sure nobody else is selling you produce. And you offer them a back rub. And, uh, no, not really. <laughs> so I, so I started hand massage beef. <laughs> hand massage beef. So I started out as a waiter, uh, and then eight years later, I'm on the radio with you. Whatever that says.
1: Well that's awesome. Yeah. So wait a second, like you
0: started out as a waiter just eight years ago? Eight years ago. And and now you're director you're of You're the director of it. So wait a second. So eight point one years ago, whatever, not long after eight years ago, you were selling tomatoes on the side of the road. Homegrown tomatoes. Yeah, I'm sure they were great yeah. tomatoes. But I'm just saying, like, that's... <laughs> they call know. me the Mater
4: Bandit. You know?
1: The Mater Bandit? The Mater Bandit. I think you need to talk to those kids at Cafe Hope. I, I That's plan a great on it. story. Trust
0: that's me, I on That's a fantastic it. story. Just don't, you know, just don't give them a massage. That could be... I, you could I, still, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if his insurance covers <laughs> I that. On, I just don't think you
2: move up in a restaurant business that fast. I think there was some massaging going on yeah, somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm 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 stupefied. Margot, continue. I don't know what to say next. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, we do I, we have a part of the show where we uh go it's called Off the Menu right. where we ask you something you would not be asked on a resume for any respectable job or um mm-hmm. so I would not I will not ask you what you would do what else you would do as a career because that would you know you've already had an interesting
0: no I bet you he's now. got other ideas too this is probably not the last for you I yeah when
1: well, you get to ask Stan I am going to ask Luis um, I get to ask the guest okay. uh, no, this is a very serious question Okay. I'm I don't ready. know if you can handle should it I, should I take a sip yeah. of my yes, yeah. yes and I'm going to wet I'm drinking the ginger <laughs> ale by the way which is she's delicious. lying
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a blonde tonight yeah
1: a blonde yeah
0: sure beer he means yeah absolutely (laughs) for his wife that's listening (laughs) absolutely
2: (laughs) Um, he doesn't
1: mean
0: stan (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) no i would like
1: everybody to be very serious for this uh, so if you uh could have one superpower what would it be
2: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather ask what I wanted to do if I wasn't director of Cafe Hope. Yeah. That would have been an easy you one. You
1: can do it with your superpower.
2: Um, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, I want to go down and be next to Stinky's Fish Camp and I want to open Louie's Lotions. Can you imagine Louie's <laughs> Lotions on a <the> beach? <laughs> right? And we're going to be different than everybody else because for $1 more, we'll apply the lotion for you. You know, I'm going to be a millionaire one <laughs> Did day. Did you just come huh? up with that on the uh, – just out of the blue? On just the spot. A, yeah. On the spot? <laughs> Louis <Louis's laughs> Luscious Lotion. Huh? How about that? That was good. Um, I guess if I had one power, I, I I would want it to be the power to instill belief in people. Because if they can believe in themselves, they can achieve anything. And I see it every day. We have good kids – have had families give up on them and the school system give up on them and friends give up on them and and it's tough to believe in yourself and it's tough to believe that you can change and have a good life with all of that going on around you so that's the one power i'd want is to somehow i I, I hope that i'll be able to figure out how do you put belief in people and how do you you know i think that's what really changes lives when they can start believing in themselves wonderful i know that was a serious
1: uh, no that's great that's great
0: I want to ask you, Margo. How about I ask Uh-oh. you a question instead? Would you rather get a massage from Stan or, <laughs> <Our> lotion <laughs> or get lotion from Louie? Louis, yeah. Maybe, rather maybe have.
2: Stan can can massage the, the lotion. lotion in. we got a partnership
0: yeah. going okay. here, <laughs> Synergy. That's the synergy you were talking about. I charge more, probably, <laughs> since I have a license. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... Um, Let's see, Stan, uh, you've been a massage therapist for 10 years. You've been a, um, a full-time um, tomato grower and salesman. You've been a waiter and now um, director of a successful restaurant um, family group. Um, what, what other careers have you had?
4: Uh, well, you know, I, I went in the Marine Corps on my 17th okay. birthday and, and started from there.
0: All right, well, here's my question I guess I wanted to ask. Like, what, what, what's one that you haven't done that, you would, that you'd like to do? What's left?
4: What's left would probably be, you know, I don't know. I wanted to be one of those guys that flew crop dusters, but that's kind of going out of the way, so that's not going to work for me. I don't no. think that's that much big. Oh. That's
0: not as big of a leap as, uh, as, as massage therapists you know, to, uh, to what you're doing. More spider senses. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know
4: what, what's coming for me, you know, down the path. But I'm real happy with what I'm doing. I'm very excited. about Why does crop dusting
0: appeal to you? What would what would be a? Uh, I always wanted to fly airplanes. Can you do something? Can you fly an airplane besides spewing poison across like a? <laughs> well, if it's, if it's, but, but if you put organic chemicals, oh, okay, in, all right,
4: that would be the that would be the
0: part of it. Organic chemicals. That sounds kind of yeah. oxymoronic, doesn't it? I mean, like depends on what state you live in. <laughs> if you're working for Monsanto, that's part of the. Anything's possible in Louisiana, right? <laughs>
1: Well, I did see you can take flying lessons here at the lakefront.
0: Well, that's how Lee Harvey Oswald got started. He started with flying lessons and ended up killing the president.
1: Okay, well, uh, I was just thinking (laughs) another interesting uh, thing for a stand to do while he's in New Orleans. I'm sure you won't have any free time, but if it's going to lead to something like that, never mind. I
4: I have a lot of free time because I have the best staff in town, and so they really do all the work. I just show up
0: trying to justify my job a lot of times because <laughs> they they truly are the best so. all right so when's stan going to be the guest speaker at uh, cafe hope well we need to let him get settled these guys are only open eight days so we'll give, <laughs> we'll, give we'll give them we'll give them a week or two before we
2: drag him in but we're definitely going to hold them to it chef richard's already committed and so uh we're going to chef jean-pierre committed over there he's smiling but we're going to definitely get him in as well so uh mm-hmm. we're excited just really excited to be a uh a part of the trenas family and uh i think good things will come out of it I really do
0: oh wait so you're i i, I, I you probably said this and I, I missed it so you're actually part of i i oh, thought no, oh no no no, no, just, no. oh you, okay. Just talking, okay. Talking, talking i thought they bought they you up just, or something oh, no, okay no, no, no. Ray I was going, is
1: not from here so he sometimes you know like when you talk about things he gets a little uh you know you're trying you're to ma- you
0: trying to excuse my idiocy. No, no it's not okay. idi- uh-huh. just It's called low IQ. I've Northern been learners,
1: You're you're a very warm and welcoming person and really immersed. But I, I think you still you know a little bit more understanding of the
0: what are you trying to say family
1: here. I don't know. It's, it's different. In, I, I
2: think she's trying time. to say it's different in New Orleans, and you have to be here yeah. a while before you understand yeah. what people he's, are saying. He's not a yeah. yat yet. I yeah, miss something. No yeah all you're, right
1: you're not full yet yet you 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 will I'm not aspiring. leave orleans parish right we need to get you to <laughs> need i'll get you little down little to lafitte or cafe something.
2: hope yeah and lafitte let's take him down there huh fishing really? i read about Jean lafitte.
0: lafitte.: is the town name for him yes
2: absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is all right yeah so is who's the chef jean pierre that we just referenced who's yeah. apparently right behind me who's that yeah. i think he's a sous chef over at Tranas. oh nice okay. so uh, welcome. yeah wait
2: can we do can we be plus two yeah, we could be a plus oh, two. What? Is this the first time you've ever done plus two instead of plus one? Well, it'd be
0: like uh, plus one and a half because
2: we're almost done with the show. Okay. But that's, that's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll hey, see walk if him.
1: he makes two. You, yeah. You're still at half. <laughs>
2: okay, oh, that works. So Chef was, uh, I think, Chef, you were with, uh, with uh, Chef, uh, how long now? I'm, s- I'm sorry. W- with Chef Reshawit. How long have you been with him? just started with Chef Richard. Just started. What, yes. And so where'd you come from? Look at me. I'm radio host. Yeah. where yeah, Where'd you work hey, from? <laughs> um,
3: I like my job. Well, I started cooking in Denver, Colorado, and, and then I went to uh, CIA in New York, and then I moved to Napa Valley and cooked at Auberge de Soleil, and moved back here and cooked at Lillette and was a sous chef at Commander's for three years, and now I'm with Chef Richard and Stan and Tommy Finch.
1: Cool. All right.
3: So that sounds a, like a pretty
2: interesting career. This, yeah. It sounds like plus two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where did you start out? I mean, you grew up in Colorado?
3: No, no, no. I'm from Bay uh, oh, okay. La Galliana. Wow. Um and I moved away and moved to Denver and started cooking. Um I mean, my first job I worked at a fast food place called Mister Cook and uh started cooking there and um and then I uh moved to Opelika, Alabama and started cooking at a place called The Cock of the Walk. The and Cock of the Walk? The Cock <laughs> of the Walk. Wow. And uh and <clears throat> And they really loved me there. And then I moved to Denver, Colorado, and uh, started cooking professionally in in, uh, kitchens. And then uh, my chef was just like, you need to go to CIA. So I went to CIA and uh, went to CIA and then moved out to Napa and cooked at Auberge de Soleil. Learned a lot of great technique. And uh, I did my externship at uh, Restaurant Danielle in New York when I was in, in school, which was really cool. Met a lot of cool people and learned a lot of cool stuff. And now I'm here working from some really great people, and we're going to do really great things.
1: Well, this is very exciting to have uh, such wonderful things going on in our city. People like yourself, Louis, de, you. Louis, Louis, sorry. Louis is fine, <laughs> Luis. I've been Louis. called a lot worse. <laughs> and then uh, y'all opening up. It's really uh, great. So
0: That's what's true. next for the restaurant? What, uh, what have you been, um, now you're eight days in, what's What's coming up next?
3: Just trying to solidify everything. you know, we Expanded just found
0: hours? Uh, yeah, expanded standard menu, hours.
3: Yeah, just trying to... We, we finally know where the salt's going to live. So now, now <laughs> we're just waiting to feed the people, and, and they'll be coming soon. But the food is delicious and fresh, and it's going to be really a great experience, and we can't wait for people to come down and see us.
4: All right.
1: And uh, will you tell our listeners, do you all have a website as well that uh, we can fine Stan knows it. We,
4: we do if you go to www.trenas.com
0: and everybody knows how to spell Trenas right <laughs>
4: T-R-E-N-A-S-S-E <laughs> all right cool
2: uh, what uh what I think I did a little research what Trenas means like it's a, a pathway to a bounty or something yeah uh, uh, you got
4: Trenas is if in, in a marsh it's a man-made cut through to uh, basically a honey hole like like Chef Gidry said and they cut through it then the fish have to escape and come out and of course fish
0: fear the name Trinos. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, that's awesome <laughs> all right it looks like we are out of time i can't believe it uh that went by so quickly uh, we'll have to have you back on the show we didn't give you uh justice here that was uh, too short too brief well thank you so much you've been wonderful guests we've really um We've been able to uh, to spend a, a little bit of time with you, and hopefully we'll get to know you a little better as we come visit. Our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Louis Orocha, and his Plus One was Stan Meadows. You can find out more about Cafe Hope and the Word of Mouth group and Trinas and all the rest by following links on our website, itsneworleans.com.
1: And thanks tonight to Petite Pet Care for loving care when you're out at Trinas or uh, volunteering at Cafe Hope call PetitePetCare.com. And uh, also a special thanks to Noah, Nola Brewing, our host tonight. Um, see you next time on Midnight Menu Plus One. Till then, I'm Margot Moss.
0: And I'm Ray Canada. Good night. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Margot Moss, Grant Morris, and me, Ray Canada. Our technical director is Chris Keogh.
1: You can find photos from tonight's show on our website, itsneworleans.com. On itsneworleans.com, you can also check out our blog. You can listen to lots more episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, including Out to Lunch, Happy Hour, True to the Game, and Mindset.
0: You can hook up with me and Margo anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also Google Midnight Menu Plus One, and we come right up.
1: The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to us by PreSonus Audio. For more information about PreSonus recording equipment, go to presonus.com.
0: Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us. I'm Ray Canada.
1: And I'm Margot Moss. We look forward to seeing you back here next week on Midnight Menu Plus One.